If you drive a truck, are in the trucking business, or round trucking at all, you've probably heard the term driver shortage by now. And if you haven't, let this be your introduction. Hey everyone, my name is John Marino with the World of Trucking Podcast. And today we're gonna challenge the term driver shortage. Is the driver shortage even a real narrative? And if so, what is causing it? And what are the solutions that we can do to fix it? Please join Rick, Travis, and myself today as we discuss this topic in great depth and challenge the constant narrative that might be happening. All right, guys, so big topic today. It's the topic of driver shortage, and it's a major talking point in the industry. Oh. We're going we're gonna to try to hit this hard and see what we can come up with. So the biggest question I want to ask right now is, is there a driver shortage? And so, Travis, I'm going to start with you. What are your personal feelings on this topic? Uh, I don't believe there's a driver shortage. Uh, I think that you could call it some other things but it's not a driver shortage i think even in the industry, in the market right now we're seeing a softening market mm-hmm. how does it how's the market going how's it going down if we have excess freight it should be we should keep climbing rates when you are talking to some of the you see, you see volumes are down outbound whatever they call this shit the outbound tender rejection not even the rejections mm-hmm. the outbound tender index it's dropping. That just means the number of loads in the market. And so if we had a big driver shortage, wouldn't we have a bunch of extra loads? Now, there is a driver. There probably is a lot of different things that you could call it, but probably not a driver shortage. Or maybe over the past year, there has been a little bit of a driver shortage. There was actually people saying we couldn't find enough people to move our loads. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of brought on by COVID, right? right. That wasn't normal market. So I say no. The ATA says yes. The big truckers say yes. Of course. They might have a problem. And there is a problem in the fact that we can't even introduce a new driver into this world, can we? Mm-hmm. Like our company. Like I own a trucking company. I can't hire we a new driver. take from somewhere else. I have to take from somewhere else because our insurance is a two-year minimum or somewhere around there. You have to be blessed by the insurance Yeah, to we have get to in. take extra steps. To so get it is there. the ATA carriers, the mm-hmm. Swifts, the Englands. They're the only people that really can introduce, especially now that you can't just go get a license on your own. Yep. Didn't right. they just pass something saying you have to go to a school now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you have to go to a school, like we still can't take you. Even if you go to a school. Now, when we started this company, we brought our wives on first. It was a different insurance. It cost a lot of money. I guess right. if you wanted to. You but could. Who really is going to leave working at fucking AT&T and say, I'm going to go buy a truck mm-hmm. and learn how to drive it and learn and be an owner operator all at the same time? Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. The it's way that we easy. put people into the industry is usually you go to one of these big mega carriers, you go mm-hmm. through their school or you go through a big school anyway. And then you have to work a year or two years there, and then you can move on to a, a better situation. You can upgrade your situation. Yeah, so the mar- so you're correlating with the market, which is a great way to look at it. And that's something to where, you know, what, three, four months ago, there wasn't enough capacity, which a lot of people put into the, the boxes and, and equipment and stuff, but that's not always the case. It's, it ends up being the driver. So at that particular point, you could say, well, we need more drivers. We need more drivers to put in these trucks. Yep. But where now, tender rejection rates, like you said, have fallen quite a bit. They're still higher than they were in parts of 2020, early 2020 and 19 for sure. Mm -hmm. But compared to right now and that, Travis, I would completely agree with. So Rick, what are your thoughts on the driver shortage? First, I think you have to take a look at who's actually being, what data is being used to decide if there is a shortage or not and then define shortage. So first off, the significant majority of the data that ATA and 
gathers in order to come up with this number of drivers that were short, like 80,000, somewhere. somewhere That's what they're saying. ATA is the American Trucking Association. And this is just my opinion on it, naturally, just like everyone speaking here today. But I think just the way that the market is structured, the, the hierarchy is structured, is the exact reason why you see the shortage increasing. Like you just said, Travis, the typical way that you progress as a truck driver, you're climbing the ranks, if you will. First you go, you start, and you run for maybe two years under a massive fleet. And then you can maybe go do one of their trucking lease programs where you get to own your first truck if you lease it through them. And, and that or two years is terrible, right? T- That's two the years, worst uh, fucking two years, two years, of, years your of your life. life. Makes you question whether or not you want to be a truck you're, driver. You're right? getting no pay. You're out a month. Some of the big truck, trucking companies putting now three drivers in the same truck. Go ahead. <laughs> and then from there, if you still want to drive, then you can go put yourself in a little bit better of a situation. Typically, you're going to have to move on to a different company in order to do so. Probably a smaller fleet, which they can now take you because you have the experience and it doesn't affect their insurance as much. And then even, or you go the owner operator route, or maybe you work for the smaller fleet, then you go the owner operator route. And so the big fleets are sitting there going, we have a shortage. We have these schools, we have all these things in place in order to hire drivers, but we're hemorrhaging them faster than we are hiring them. And that means that there is a shortage and that's not necessarily true. It it just means that these these drivers, they have a shortage. (laughs) And the transient nature of what it means and is to be a driver in itself is causing the bigger carriers to seem like they have a shortage, especially when the freight rates are higher. Then that's where it correlates directly with the market, right? You get these higher freight rates, and now all of a sudden it makes even more sense for a driver to leave these bigger carriers and go to smaller fleets because those smaller fleets are going to pay them more per mile or give them a better split or percentage split on 4 to $5 a mile. Of course, right. they're going to make a shitload of money doing that or open their own trucking company because they want control over their own destiny and they see all this money out there as far as the rates go. And it, it, it's a literally set up to incentivize uh, truckers rather to leave these bigger companies. It basically, as soon as they can, they're counting the days. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think there is a shortage as much as I think that drivers are moving and hopping companies and moving to it's to Which is companies. human nature, right? They're not leaving the industry. But they're in this industry. Like in, in the yeah. normal world, you go get a job at McDonald's. Right. Not because you want to, because that's the first job. It's you an entry-level right. job. Yeah. yeah. And then once you get a year under your belt and you became a shift supervisor, now five guys will hire you. Yeah, and you pretty soon you are yeah. you got a real job. Yeah. Right. Same thing. McDonald's, same Swift, thing. same thing. That's same the only thing. job you can get, so you're going there. They should be trying to move up. And that's absolutely. That's the whole point of this, the game that we play called work is to develop a skill set that somebody will pay you that for somebody will pay you for right. it, to get a promotion and it's just so unfortunate to me that they're labeling their lack of ability to give those promotions and incentives and ability to retain these good drivers and instead of accepting that and offering people a better way to stay with their company they just label it as a shortage and say well, we need more drivers and so if they would change the narrative here a little bit i think we all would probably agree that if they looked at it like a climate change to where we're saying, hey, in, in 20 years, if we don't take care of this issue right now, we're going to have an issue. Yeah. I think we would all agree, yeah. uh, Travis mentioned before the podcast, that the average age of a driver is 48. And we can see that. So we would agree with that. Even in our fleet, we would agree with that. We would say the average age is probably pretty accurate to that number, maybe a little higher. And so we could look at that and say, there is going to be one. How are we going to combat this now? But I completely agree to your point, Rick, with the, the larger fleets. And we have drivers that have worked for larger fleets. And they 
commonly express those same issues and it's more of a driver mill almost. So they get in there and there's no incentive to actually. They lack that secondary level. Yeah. Okay. This (laughs) guy has two years experience. Right. Let's put him into a different part of the company where we treat these people a little bit different than all the trainees. Absolutely. And I, and I want to be clear, I'm not picking on just trucking companies because I think a ton of businesses have this issue. They don't have a path to growth. Like they don't have a way to retain their They're fantastic making a good employees. Employee leave. They're a making a good employee says I got to do more and they don't have something for you. Yeah. There's not something set up that says like, how do we observe who, the, who do we have? And let's promote. Yeah, who's excelling right. at this? Yeah. And how yeah, do we get exactly. them into the next level? Yeah, no, totally. I wrote a quick uh, little thing on my LinkedIn earlier this week because I'm starting to see this and I'm seeing the motion a little bit start to trigger with the younger generation and the next generation of companies mm. saying that we have to change the way we look at employees. And, and drivers are employees, at least in the terms that we're talking about right now. And, and I think a lot of, there is this very much so slave mentality with the way they most, a lot of companies look at employees and people might not like the sounds of that, mm-hmm. especially the old school, but it's true. They look at them as just, it is that whole, they look at you like a number I control you. to fill seats and I control you. And if you quit, I'm going to go get somebody else. And that's becoming pretty evident right now because people are quitting. They're like, how are people quitting? I'm paying them this amount of money is that they're not realizing actually what is required and what people really want to achieve their goals because everyone has their own goals. And and we're kind of, I guess, already rolling into this, Travis, who would we say is creating this problem? We spoke of market that could include uh, companies, drivers and whatnot. But do you you think there's one particular- industry itself is just a bad industry. You're away from home. And you're trying to be away from home and not make any money. It's difficult. And I'm not going to be the old man here, but like the new, my kid's 22. He wouldn't put up with that kind of stuff. Like the new age kids aren't looking to go grind out shit like that. And they have different opportunities because of work at home. I'm going to be a fucking YouTube personality, whatever. Some of this stuff works. And so I I think they, they got to figure out how to make the entry level trucking job better. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do For it. Sure. We're not even allowed to. We sit there at year number one, year number two, and we try to pick off the good people, but we can't even introduce people into the market. No. How do they do that? Maybe their ideas of starting people at 18 is good. I think this is why all the big companies are getting into autonomous trucking. I don't want to say that word because people go crazy, but it's <laughs> but true. This is what they're thinking. Right. They're like, we got a 50 year old driver base in 10 years, 15 years, those guys are going to be looking to retire. And I better have this autonomous up and running by now for at least some of these people. Yeah. Cause if you did the numbers and you said the average age is 48 years old and you would say 10 years, what's that average age going to be? Because obviously if you can start driving legally for any fleet at 21, I I bring that actually in who's creating that problem is, I guess it would be multiple. There's regulations behind that. Yep. It's not like you just mentioned, like uh, your kid would never think about getting into to the industry not like most anybody would and there's no and they're not incentivizing it either oil field was a great example when oil fields pay when guys any guy can go out there at any skill level and an entry job and make six figures there's an incentive to go away from home absolutely but when you see these entry-level trucking jobs they're like you can make five grand a year yeah to be away from your family and rick do you have a personal opinion on who's responsible for this if you could point a finger at one thing or No, just like most things in in life, it's a combination of many. I think the two biggest culprits are policy, like you were just talking about the rules and regulations that dictate how to enter this market as a newbie or even how to run your trucking company. Like you said, your guys' hands are tied if you want to introduce a newbie or not, right? So I think that rules and regulations are 
policy as part of it, which is funny because the trucking companies typically have a big voice in what those policies are. The second culprit, I, I once again, I, I just would have to go back to the larger fleets. You're kind of creating your own problem when you're basically telling your good talent, this isn't the place for you. Like the second that you tell the people who have helped you build into what you are today, yesterday, the second you tell them that I have no more, I have nothing left to give, uh, this is everything I can give you, you're going to lose them. They're, anybody who, especially the younger people, because obviously when you're younger, you're able to take more risk and, and you want more, you think you can be better, you're going to go look for that better scenario. And even if it's not your drive and incentive pushing you to be that way, of course, once you start to have some experience and you're able to give that experience to people and, and so on and so forth, you're not going to want to continue to just stay in the same place. It gets boring, it gets mundane, and, and you feel like you should be paid more and that your value that you bring to the table is worth more than what it was two years ago. Well, why am I not being compensated for that value? And that that's the question that a lot of these drivers have. And then all you got to do, especially in today's world, is get on Google or probably even Craigslist at this point, and you can go find a way to get compensated for your value. Remove um, that cap. And you're talking about the cap. I mean, it's capped very young too. Yeah. 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 They go from mega carrier, mm -hmm. then they move up to like a smaller carrier where they can make some money. Mm -hmm. And then the guys that still want to move, they move over to be an owner operator. This last couple of years, we've seen the most owner-operators, new authorities issue. Absolutely. And of course we have. There's lots of money out there. There's that's what people go do. It's all tied to the market. And that's why you're hearing so much about the driver shortage now, especially, and that it's increasing and it's a bigger issue, is because the market is just basically pouring jet fuel on in the issue that they're, the narrative that they're painting. And because that's the case, of course, people are going to be shouting from the rooftop, the driver shortage is getting even worse now. It's like and that theory would actually support both of your guys' um, arguments in this case is that if drivers are being pulled, like who's coming up with this number, first of all? Going back yeah. to- I still don't some, believe that we're 80,000 short. Right. Like where are they getting that 80,000 number? And that there was uh, another guy on, on LinkedIn, it's going to sound like I spend all my time there. I, I do spend <laughs> some. But it was argue, he was just asking the simple question. He's a self-claimed lover of logistics. Mm -hmm. And he was asking, like, listen, I have a real question. Who's getting this number? And uh, Travis, I believe you just mentioned with the tender rejection rates, I know it has something to do with that. When there's more tender rejection rates, they'll say that they'll take some of that and put it in a line. But really, can we line that up with maybe they're brokering that out? Mm -hmm. Maybe Warner, one of these larger companies, or Swift, maybe they're pushing out to a broker to make different yep. money. And there's a lot of things there, like, where is this number really coming from? Yep. And if it is coming from the larger carriers, to your argument, Rick, then the most authorities being brought to market, like what you mentioned, mm -hmm. Travis, in history, would that would 100% support the larger carrier argument because they aren't coming to us and asking on our size. And granted, we are a small fleet, about as small as you can get in fleets. I know there's a lot of us and there's that's not where these numbers come from, um, at least to my best of my knowledge. So I think that would support both of those points. If all these guys go out and get in their own trucks to become owner operators, it would create that illusion, illusion. even more. But if they're getting their own authorities, you know, most authorities ever created in, in the space of uh, 12 months. It was two years in a row. Two years they, they had row. records. I'm Which sure would go back and support Travis's argument about the fact that, hey, right now, if you just look at the market and holistically and just say, I'm just going to look at what's going on right now and I'm going to look at freight rates and I'm going to look at available loads. I'm not even going to look at rates. I'm just going to look at available loads and supply demand. And then we're going right. to say what's available and what's not. And we're going to say there's less available now than there was four months ago, for example. So capacity is increased or there's just less loads. It's all the same. That would support it, in my opinion, as well, too, to say that where is that actually coming from? 
and in, in my thing, I, I like to challenge the industry better. I definitely think that it's it comes down to if I just had to say who's creating the problem, I would flat out say companies are creating the problem. And the reason is because I can't ever I would never blame it on a driver because if you don't make an industry appealing or something yep, that you they say, will leave. if you don't make <laughs> your company appealing, they will yeah, leave. If you don't make a market, like why do people want to become dentists? Everyone has their different reasons. Or why do people want to become salespeople? Because they have that drive and they, they have the ability to make more money. There is no cap on sales, yep. a good sales job, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's a reason there. But if your boss came to you tomorrow and said, hey, we're just going to pay an hourly, hourly wage, you'd I'm be out. out. Because that's not why you joined <laughs> that, yeah. that ability. So That's not what makes being a salesperson great. And that brings us to our, I think, our third point here is that we always want to bring a solution, or at least what we think of solutions. And how do we solve this problem, Rick? Like, how do we create growth in this? Because it is going to become a problem. I think we all agree right now that if the average age is 48, yes, yep. and you can't get in a truck until you're 21. And those are real numbers. Like those, and we can see those mm -hmm. on smaller, and I think most people would agree. Mm -hmm. So how do we fix this problem, or what are some solutions? Innovation will be a big portion of it as far as new tech, the, auto, the autonomous side of things and the way businesses structure their business models, keeping people more local and making it so you're not out for three weeks and so on and so forth. But one of the, I think the largest portion, I think a lot of people will disagree with me here, but um, the fact of the matter is a lot of people who want to be a truck driver and not take the truck driving occupation as a segue into to catapult them into having their own authority and building their own fleet just your true truck driver i want to work for somebody types uh which of course is your employee that can cause the shortages the the number one thing you can do is allow them to have a job allow them to have an employee mindset make a job instead of a contractor type uh, situation this has and where I'm pulling this from is based off of many things. How you pay a lot of people who have a job don't want to be paid by the mile or flat rate percentage by 1099 because you save taxes or they don't want all the complicated math that goes into it. They want their wife to know exactly what they're going to be making to support their family week in, week out, month in, month out, like how a job works. They want to know what their time on is and what their time off is. Like when do they get a check out? When's 5 p.m.? For a truck driver, as many truck drivers will tell you, they never freaking know. They don't know what days they're going to have off. So you got to regulate their schedule. You got to actually give truck drivers the ability to be an employee in order to even have the chance to be able to retain them. How can you retain an employee who was essentially paid the job at being advertised as a contractor in the first place? They're not an employee, they're a contractor. So make them an employee. They, that's what they, a lot of people, contrary to what some business owners believe, that's what they want. They want the security. They want the health benefits. They want time with their family. Otherwise they'd go out and they start their own trucking company too, which is exactly what's happening. And they generally go that direction. And just to preference here before getting you to, Travis, to you, Travis, I just want to clarify to people listening that might be asking the question that's new to trucking is that generally speaking in the past, there's been a few couple different ways that drivers are paid when driving a truck. Number one, I would say by far outweighing the rest. And we're talking about W2 uh, employees is going to be, they're paid by the miles. So if a driver moves a thousand miles and they're paid 30 cents per mile, they're going to get paid 300 bucks for that run. And so that's what Rick is referring to. And as far as it's just how it's set up. So when a driver actually calls a company and I can attest to this, there are people that apply and they're com a common question. I think probably 10 out of 10 times is how much am I going to make? Yeah. And then when we pay differently and we can get out later, what's the catch? There's always these questions mm -hmm. and there's valid reason why they're asking these questions. Right. 
If you're not if you're not a truck driver and you were thinking about getting into the industry and you've been working for a hotel just or, or whatever, getting a salary at a shipper for a distribution company or something. Could you, you imagine it working would, at like Smiths? And then coming and over to get to tell you like you're ten ninety nine. So you don't get any insurance, you don't get anything. You're not even a real employee because yeah. I don't believe that much in you. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're just a fucking piece of shit to me and I need a job done yeah. and I want you to do that job. Number two, I'm going to pay you for each box you swipe across there. Yeah. What if, it, what if nobody comes in today? Right. Well, you don't get paid. Well, how's that my problem? I came to work. Yeah. I told you I'd come to work for eight hours. Yep. Way too many people are pretending to be business owners and they're paying people ten ninety nine, and they're paying people cents per mile. And or what per- happens if the truck breaks down? Well, you don't get paid. Yeah. For how long? Well, until I get the truck fixed. How's that my fault? It's your but, truck. But you can make 250K, Travis. If you run a thousand miles a day, which is illegal, for 50, mm-hmm. they'll give you all redneck yeah. math. And none of it works out. Yeah. One well, to Rick's, you know, what Rick just said there is you can make 250K. That's actually on the contractor side. Yeah. It's And I actually didn't realize this when we first got into this because I just didn't think that people would be this brazen to even try it. But there's actually companies out there that are saying, I'm hiring you as a company driver. I'm going to put you in our truck mm-hmm. and I'm going to pay you as a company driver. I'm going to pay you 50 cents per mile. Yep. And what Travis is referring to is the commission style. Mm-hmm. Uh, way of, and, and then they're saying, and I'm going to pay you 10.99. And the reason we know this is true is, well, we've had drivers yeah, like half the industry this. does it. Yeah, right. most of the, yeah. And people are going crazy because they're like, I know California's pushing it, it not to stop it. They already have the, and then uh, Washington State's pushing. I'm actually glad. See, I agree with this because I think this is horseshit. I think this is completely yeah. irresponsible of trucking companies to do this. And I think in this case, like, call me out. I would argue for this, and I stand with the drivers 1,000%, mm-hmm. is that this is literally, in my mind, nearly criminal. Because what they're doing is they're just taking advantage of people, and they're saying that they need this job. And I'm going to do this. And the reason companies are doing this, and, and for people that don't understand, like with a 1099 and a W-2, that's it. somebody working at Smith's. They get paid $10 an hour. The company's got to pay uh, FICA taxes on there. They got to pay work. They got to have workers' comp. They got to have all this other stuff. Technically, with a 1099 employee, you need workers' comp as well. I would like to see who and who's not doing that. They're getting out of those taxes by doing that. Yeah. And what they're telling their employees is, well, you don't have to pay the taxes. I can, well, I can pay you more. If we cheat the system. Could you imagine if AOC was smart enough and the woke left to figure out this instead of worrying about Bezos having people peeing up and be like, what the fuck? Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it would well, be she, the biggest thing. Once again, it's just the way that you're paying people and, and demanding, and then you're sitting there saying, I need better retention. Because like I said, <laughs> I think the shortage is co- is a direct correlation to driver retention, actually. It's not a shortage issue. It's a retention issue. You're losing you, too many people. You, you're losing too many people because you're encouraging a mindset that tells them they're basically working for themselves. You can't have an employee take all the risk. It's if you had, I don't even know how to put it in words. It's so infuriating. You're having your employee take all the risk of you owning the business. That makes zero sense. It is not the employee's problem if that truck turns yeah. wheels or not. It's your problem. It's Load not, gets canceled. It's, that's just not the issue for them. If you want to have employees, if you want to have truck drivers to, to move your freight, give them a job. Employ them. That's what a job is. <laughs> that's like what a job is. Trades their time and their skill for money. For money. Yeah. They. But if they're going to go put in a week, they want a week's pay. They, they want don't want to get pay. told yeah. while the truck broke down yeah. while you were out in Kansas. So, so you're not getting paid for those two days, and these other two days, right. your load canceled. Right. So you're not getting anything. And that's my challenge to the to industry. And I know it's uh, that Travis and I stand on this with Origin is that we pay on a salary basis, and the reason we came up with this is because we feel 100 percent that that whether that truck moves or not. 
And whether we're loaded or not, that's on us. That's the ch exchange we're making by hiring like company drivers. Mm -hmm. We hire company drivers. They come in and do a service for us. They're dedicated to us for, say, five days a week. Mm -hmm. And we pay them a salary for their time. Mm -hmm. And I challenge the entire industry that I think the whole per mile thing is nonsense. I see why they do it. I can see where they're trying to get at and where it stems from. And I can also put holes in the salary system as well. So of I'm course, not saying yeah. it's perfect, but I am saying that is not on the driver to make sure that truck moves. And our we have the agreement with our drivers. If our question is, if the truck breaks down on Monday morning when I come in, do am I still getting paid? Yes, you are. And that blows Absolutely. your mind, by the way, for people who oh, are just is. looking into getting into this industry. It, it's mind boggling to an experienced driver yeah. that they don't have to assume the risk of, of a load equi canceling. equipment not or, working yeah, or a tire blown out <laughs> that's like, because it's, it's one like, thing these are their issues seriously if you're a driver for a lot of fleets these are their issues and their concerns even though they didn't buy the truck they didn't book the load they didn't the company did all this now there's a second driver and we have a few that are owner operators and they benefit heavily they're paid by sure, percentage yeah. and some of these are paid differently mm -hmm. but their difference in pay there is giant and so when a load cancels on them or a truck breaks down, well, they have their own truck and that's on them because, but, but they have, they're, they're risking and they have what they have to gain. They have the levels yeah. to gain. Yeah. Our employees need to have security. Their families need to have security. I don't want our guys having to worry. And Travis doesn't want our guys having to worry about how am I going to feed my kids this week? What, like if we run out of trucks, is that, and honestly, if my truck, or if our truck breaks down, Travis, that's not one of our driver's faults. No. That's, and that can't be on them. Now, if it was on them, they should be getting paid a lot more money yeah. because then they got to account they're for taking all the risk. Exactly. So. But then they're not an employee either, right? right. Like your exactly. leasers, your leasers, as far as the people that you're looking to retain over a said period of time and keep from being short on drivers, they're, the bulk majority of those people are not, they're, they just want a job. Right. You know, that's like, where the shortage comes from. That's where the shortage that's comes from. It's seventy five percent of America just wants a job. <laughs> they want to think about which who's, is totally understandable. Yeah, who's my basketball team yeah. playing Friday? I just, they don't right. want to worry about no. like, am I going to get home Friday? If How much do I need to get paid per mile? Right. You right. Know? Totally. Are my tires in good shape? They 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 want a job. They want to go home. They want to follow their favorite sports team. They want to spend time with their family. They want to go to vacation on Hawaii. They want PTO. They want benefits. And not none of that. You, in, in your traditional style of pay, none of that, you don't get any of that in the trucking industry and you get all of the risk and then people wonder why their employees and develop you're, you're a business gone. mindset. You're gone and, for three weeks at a time. Three, like who right. would sign up for this job? Right. I make 50 grand a year, take all the risk. And, and on top of that's where we're losing like these authorities when the, their friend is going out and they're in, the truth is too, with trucking, the barrier of entry is very low. It's a little bit harder now because there's not equipment and whatnot sure. available, which is a good thing in the pricing, in my opinion, for these drivers coming in. But their buddy might have got a load that pays a lot of money and they're not inclined because again, everyone's got to remember that the majority of the people, and this isn't saying that because they don't have an employee or sorry, I want to be a business owner mindset, that makes it bad. It's actually a great thing. Yeah. We need those people. Of course. And it's a wonderful thing, but they're actually encouraged to go out and say, well, my friend's making five bucks a mile and I need to do that because this is what my family and I can do. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they don't think of what it actually takes to make that happen. A lot of times the thing is I'm going to be home more and that's just not true. Yeah. And there's this that, that narrative and that's to my point, I think this whole industry has got to change the narrative. We've got to refocus on that. I believe like the whole drivers being out for three weeks is over. That's over. the like of the past. Anybody in, yeah. and, and, and I challenge anybody that owns a trucking company and don't do the whole pull your boots up and be a man. It, like <laughs> yeah. stop the bullshit. Like honestly, stop. Like it, it's horse. You're not, my point is you can tell you that yourself that all you want. Yeah. 
but you're going to fail. Apparently there's not enough and men I'll, in the world then. And I'll put my money, you are going to fail if you do not learn to change the narrative real quick and be real with yourself and say, listen, would you want your son or daughter doing this job? Is this a good job? Would you do this job? Because yeah. I'll be the first to say it is a very hard job. Absolutely. And if we, the jobs that we're creating, we're trying our best. To, we, guarantee, we promise, our, we guarantee our guys, in fact, to be home. Most of our guys are home on the weekend. And we do two days in a row, Travis, what we're calling that, where we, we make sure and we promise. And, and Travis, by all means, with his team, it does not matter what is going on. That driver gets home. Yeah. God forbid if we had a guy here in Vegas and, and he needed to be home, we'd fly the guy home if we needed to. Oh, we'll yeah. do whatever it takes. We've, we've had breakdowns. We've had canceled loads. We're, we're trucking company. Like, yeah. yeah. We had an accident. Yep. recently where like we had to change like and the thing was like okay what do we change to make sure everybody gets home mm -hmm. it wasn't just what do we do to make sure all the we can make the most money it mm -hmm. was like Never. we still everything has to be booked around this guy's going home over the weekend mm -hmm. that's an agreement i made and i just believe the trucking companies are shitty and you're poor operators <laughs> and go fuck yourself <laughs> i'm taking you down one at a time <laughs> because i can operate under Different circumstances. I, I, I presented a problem. I figured it out. Yeah. You guys just push it off on the driver. Yeah. Good luck to you. Not enough. People and I, I completely agree yeah. with that too because actually I'm I'm just as sick and tired of the nonsense. I feel like there's a few companies out there that are maybe going to get the point, and those ones that do, I'm going to help you. Travis is going to help you, and we're going to come together because trust me, we can't handle three and a half million drivers at least not yet. No. But the fact is that we will pull away from those guys because there's great guys out there, and the guys that are wanting to come and join a part of a team, mm -hmm. that's they're out there. We, we got did, them lined up. We just got a 10-year veteran, which is, for as young as we are, it's unheard of. You don't get that because a guy's been with the company for so long. But when you hear the freaking horror stories yep. that these guys go through and the way they treat these guys, it's just, it makes me like literally want to tear up a little bit because you're like, holy shit, this is actually still going on. Yeah. It was acceptable 10 years ago. 15, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it was acceptable because like people would just wouldn't question it. And that's unfortunately for the older generation, I think that's where they're at. Some guys yeah. have been doing this for so long, what else are they going to do, yeah. honestly? They still got to feed their family. So even if they got to be gone for three weeks and make a minimum yeah. wage, I what mean, are you going to do? These guys are more upset about having to run an ELD than going to treat it like shit. <laughs> like it's great. They've been programmed to believe like this is okay. This is how you're supposed to be. Yeah, I'm just mad about it. I got to like use an ELD. But well, you well, can send me out for 17 weeks at a time, treat me like shit, that's fine. Trucking is its own little world too. Like it's its own little seriously the the people that are in the people that are in trucking it's uh, they're operating in their own little world and that's perfectly fine. I think all industries are their own little world to to an extent. But the way that empl the employee side of things, the drivers are treated and paid and and everything, you're literally the companies create their own breeding grounds for for transient employees, for those employees to leave and move on to honestly bigger and better things. It's that's the issue. If you're going to create a breeding grounds for business people, like you're basically going to teach your employees how to run their own business, force them to run their own right. business and take, and the take all, that's even better, less of running their own business, but taking all the risks to running a business. And then yeah. they start to understand all the risks and everything. Why, why it, take all the risks for 30% of the pie? Why on earth are they going to do that? It makes zero, they're never, they're immediately going to say, I want that other 65. And these or guys, as close to it as I can get. These companies that argue this, like, I mean, moving, moving forward with like other ideas that people need to consider is that. They've got to they've got to learn to do 100% what's right mm -hmm. and stop doing what's in the past. Like this whole life, hate sign-on bonuses. Mm -hmm. I think it's the biggest crock of shit. And the reason is, 
is because what do you get with sign-on bonuses? I, if I, of course, it's a way to sucker you in because course. you don't have a strong enough program. A hundred percent. Because to keep it's, who you got. That's why you need new people. It's an excuse. And you want to talk about turnover rates. If I'm over here waving $10,000 and then Ricky's company's over here waving another $10,000, well, all you're creating is drivers ju- jumping. And if you get a driver and I don't blame the driver, I do the same thing. Yeah. If you get a get driver that 10 grand. to get the 10 grand, Heck yeah. like you're incentivizing those guys. And because the reason I bring up the, the sign-on bonus and why I hate it so bad, and I think it's a very poor business choice is because these, a lot of times, not always, a lot of times these same guys will say, oh, yeah, John, but you guys pay 80,000 or whatever you guys pay in salary. Mm-hmm. I can't afford that. You guys pay full benefits. I can't, because there's always this excuse. We can't oh, pay. Yeah. You'll go bankrupt if you pay. Yeah. I challenge anybody. Bullshit. Stop making the excuse. I'm, I'm with Travis on this too. Horseshit. This is an excuse that's been used for years. Yeah. Like they, it's just, a, they want to continue this whole thing with their employees and say, I can't pay all your benefits because we'll go bankrupt. No guys, listen, drivers. Stop falling for that shit. Like it's an excuse because they don't want to pay. Yes, health insurance is very expensive, but it's an excuse. If you took the money that all these guys put in their sign-on bonuses and their recruitment, half these recruiters too, shout out if you're a good one. But if there is any, yeah, fuck all you. All, all, I mean, like you are a time salesperson, time uh, timeshare person, selling time. You just you're is getting the numbers. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm sorry that you got to be in that shitty grind because goddamn it, that'd be a horrible gig to have. Yeah, he knows like, he's lying to people be, yeah. because it. And the the reason I know I've talked to not rec- well, I've talked to recruiters back in the day when driving, but I've talked to people to help create our ads because when we were first starting our things, I've got on phones with pretty you know well known people because I didn't know what to say. And they're like, we just tell them the maximum, tell them the maximum, mm. lie to them, right? Yeah. And just stop the narrative, man. Like people are seeing through this. And so take your sign-on bonus money, stop giving it out. Drivers don't, the good drivers don't need the sign-on bonus. Drivers. Good drivers want to be treated with respect. Yeah. And they want to be given that potential to get rid of that cap. Well, and, and think know? of what the driver's biggest issue is. And this is one of the reasons I love the salary. And you can structure it in any different way you want to, but it's a basically the same thing. It's a set wage. Think of what one of the driver's biggest issues is for all drivers. And I can say this because I grew up in an in a over-the-road family. Right. Um, the biggest issue is, is Shout family. Shout out Papa Globitz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out Papa Globitz. The biggest issue is family. The dad wants to be there or the truck driver in the family wants to be there more for their family. The family wants to see them more. They're distant, so it causes issues and hate, discontent, and, and, and things within the family. The The financial situation is oh, is dear. all over the Imagine place. Imagine having to explain to your Which wife, my truck gonna... broke down, so I didn't <laughs> get oh, paid man. Monday. You know, right. And then the load canceled Tuesday. And but, then you're not going to believe this. I got to Albertsons, and they wouldn't deliver me on Wednesday. I had to wait till Friday. We got $200 this week. But wait for April. But I, yeah, I yeah, 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 conversation. Yeah, yeah. And look, Or look at two months ago. Like, the home takers are going to say, but bread still costs this much. This Ricky still needs football cleats. Right. These bills, basically, these set bills we pay for every single month, they're still coming out. I don't want to deal with this. And and so there's more stress. Like your idea should be if you want to retain an employee, make make their life sell better. their sell their family. Tell make their wife love your company. Make their kids love. Do company. live by the rule that if your employees are not happy, you will not be happy. Yeah. Very true. You will suffer and start to do. That's what I mean by start to do it. And I'll be the first to say like the, a lot of the drivers, a lot of them, at least the ones that I've been, you know, fortunate to know are good, wholehearted people. Absolutely. Hardworking people. And the problem that happens, the problem, unfortunately that happens. And and Ricky, I know you've been in sales a long time and you could attest to this is these guys are going to be easily sold to Mm -hmm. in general because they're wholehearted people. They're expecting that's who they're talking to. And if they can be taken advantage of, because again, if, and, and to the recruiter's defense, I don't, I still don't think it's right, but to the conf- recruiter's defense, 
they're told exactly what they can sell, what they can't sell. They're they want to sell, script. and they want to sell the easiest product. Look, as a salesperson, I'll, I'm sure I'll sound lazy here, but look, if you give me an easier product to sell, I'm gonna I'm gonna push that product. I've done it. I've done it before where it's just this is way easier maybe it's not entirely right for this guy and there's a better way but i'll tell you what he's going to like this a lot better it's easier to push that's why sign-on bonuses exist i can give you a recruiter can wait right. 15 grand in front of your face immediately of course that's an easy sell and so on so yeah. well and then let's say there's always a stipulation 15 grand if you make it through the first hundred thousand miles or whatever the stipulation is and then it's a year down the road you've done your hundred grand hundred thousand miles that comp the recruiter just called me again and guess what travis i can get another and, and it's not just us saying this. Yeah. Look at the best companies that have existed, including trucking companies. So let's pretend like the great, the greats, Old Dominion, right? The, the big companies, the old UPS, those guys, they don't have to recruit. I know when I, when I was driving and Travis was driving and stuff, that is where you're like, you know what? One day I'm going to wear the brown. I'm going to make some real money because that's where you're at. That's where the big guys are at. They don't recruit. You don't need to recruit. Now, I'm sure they have some budget, right, for that. I mean, of course. Oh, sure. There's some there. Yeah. But you know what to expect. But the reason they're getting people is because of word of mouth mm -hmm. and because it was spoken of so highly. Well, build and, it and they will come. You build something great, people just start to show up. And I, and I agree with this it. in this point. And it's satisfying to do what's right and then understand that like, then you can be proud of something that you're building and challenging. As long as we're a part of this market, we will continue to challenge it, especially seeing that it's working and talking to these drivers and seeing where they're having having troubles and, and, and struggling when their families are struggling. Because there's good guys out there and most of them, the majority are good people. And listen to your dad. Like all these same guys want to be like me. My grandpa was so smart and stuff. Listen to him. You get what you pay for. Listen to those guys. And, and, and that's true. Same goes with drivers. Same goes with your employees. Absolutely. Stop treating your employees like slaves. Stop just saying this is 50, 50 cents is the going rate or whatever. Take it or leave it. Start to understand the market as a whole. 50 cents is about worth 30 cents was. Yeah. If you drive from Las Vegas to uh, California, it's 120 bucks. Yeah. And I have people do that trip thing. a lot of times. Right. And my guys don't give a shit. They make the same money anyway. Yeah. But if I'm doing that on a per cents per mile, I, every single person's fuck. Right. Get making 120 bucks today. Why couldn't he have sent me to Boise? I, right. I would have made yeah. 300 bucks. Like, how is that his problem? Yeah. And it seems like we might have led you guys down into an animal trap, and we did. Congratulations. <laughs> but the truth of it is, take a look in the mirror. Honestly, there's good drivers out there. And I, the ATA is the one thing I think they're doing that's great with the bigger trucking companies. Is like Travis mentioned earlier, they are pushing for the 18 year olds to be able to drive. Yeah. I love this idea because it's the job itself needs to be improved a lot so mm -hmm. that it's actually attractive. And so people are sure. saying, I want to be a truck driver. Because right now, no sane person, and they might want to be a truck driver, but it's not good for them and their families right now. It's not good it, for them. It can be yeah. recreated and we can, it, the industries, the people that work together and they come and say, listen, guys, we can't expect them to work out for six months, weeks at a time. We're going to have to figure out something else. We're going to have to pay them better, give them health benefits, make sure their families are taken care of. Yeah. We can make it good again. We can make trucking great again. Should we get some hats made up? Yeah. Right. Make trucking great we, again? We, we should. And if we can change Bring that, change back. that entire narrative, I think, and <laughs> And listen, if you don't want to listen to it, you want to stick to the cents per mile. Then you're going to claim there's a driver shortage. You are. And and we're going to take all your drivers that are good <laughs> and you're going to be out of business. And that's fine with me because you know what? There's great drivers out there and I want every single one of you. And, yeah, and, 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 and we will because we look at our drivers and I was talking to one of our drivers recently about this and I, I can end with this and, and you know it, let you guys make some ending, ending points here, but... I was talking to him about the thing of, I, I understand there's genuine, there's genuine posts out there and whatnot about appreciate the drivers, they move America and stuff. And I think most of that's great and it's all fun and it's, it's cute and stuff, but drivers simply want 
a job. They want to be respected. They want to be part of a team. And they, they, when sometimes this might sound funny, but when you call them drivers and you do all that stuff and the appreciation drivers and stuff, it's actually like almost a, it's almost like a slam in their face. And, and I know that seems a little bit funny because you're saying, well, I'm saying thank the drivers. The point is they just want to be a team. They're part of a team. Yeah. Our drivers will call Travis and, and they, and, and Travis will constantly, correct me if I'm wrong. I know you do this. I've heard you do it. You'll call the drivers and ask for their opinion because you really want it. A lot of these other companies are saying, Tommy, I know I told you to be off last week, but listen, you got to go back out and run out because my customer needs this. Yeah. Listen, the good customers will understand. And if they don't, they aren't good customers. They're not good customers. And you got to put your team members first and employees and drivers. And if you don't, better get used to it. Better get used to it. So hopefully somebody There's says- There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> <laughs> His name's John. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, good talk. Big John. Anything to end on? Or we, we just tied it up there. I think that's that's pretty much a wrap. I, I think it, I think it's a take take ownership of your shortcomings and make changes in order to be in order to be better. And instead of pawning it off on an excuse, there's a driver shortage or the weather prevented me from getting into work today. If you want to fix an issue, don't blame it on an, another issue. Just take ownership of it and figure out a way to solve it. I, I pay attention to all the financials of all the truckers. They all had record first quarters. So how much of a driver shortage is there if you just had a record first quarter, <laughs> revenue and profit? Mm. You didn't have one. Actually, the fact that we had high freight rates because there was less drivers, even though there was probably the same, we just had a better demand, yeah, is what demand made you had that, that you had record numbers. You're so. telling me if you take two years worth <laughs> yes. of product and you try to move it in one month? <laughs> you're not going to have enough drivers. And also what you just said about the ownership is being an owner. Part of it is taking ownership and taking the, the blame of something. And if, if I'm wrong here, I, I encourage somebody to comment below and tell me where I'm missing. Cause I guarantee I am, but we will, all three of us, I've seen Ricky do this where you're in, in, in the job you're in, you've done it with us. It, you sometimes you got to swallow your pride and say, listen, I was wrong about this yeah. and I'm going to change my thinking. I do it every week, every single week. And every I, I, I will tell our drivers, like I, I missed up on this one, but just do that. Don't continue to fake the, the fake, the, the, the whole narrative I'll keep using. That's the word of the day. And just do what's right. Man up, do what's right. Realize the market changes and that's how it works. And if you really want to solve the, the driver shortage, quote unquote, and you really are scared about autonomous trucks coming in and taking over. Could they be just priming the market? Could this whole horse shit of we have a huge driver shortage and it's going to be 400,000 drivers in the next four years, could that be them priming the market to say, oh, just start to get people ready of, hey, we need these autonomous trucks. The public's going to say, yeah, there's been a driver shortage well, for guess, a long time. Guess what, Travis? You just made a new episode. So okay. you guys are going to have to come back and tune in for that because that is a great point. We might have to just do a part two on this uh, and go right to autonomous. Awesome, guys. Appreciate you. And thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode. And until then, have a great week. Have a good one.